Two weeks ago, the gospel reading told us Jesus left a house with his disciples and encountered large crowds. He then got into a boat and sat down to teach them. He gave the parable of the sower to offer a message of hope that his father sees beyond our sins to the potential that he has planted with each of us, patiently waiting for our response to his grace to become rich soil. If, ultimately, we deny the life of grace and become hardened paths that reject faith completely, rocky soil that does not allow faith to take root, or soil choked with the thorns of worldly anxieties, that was by our choice. The Father is always offering his grace, the gift of participation in his divine life, to become rich soil. But at the same time, he always respects our free will to accept it or reject it. Last week, The gospel showed Jesus continuing to teach the crowds from the boat, this time using the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Enhancing this theme of the marvels of God's grace, Jesus reveals something rather startling. Contrary to the limited vision of the world of his day and our own, weeds can become wheat. But wheat can become weeds. So long as there is life, one can allow the transforming power of grace to reign in all aspects of one's life, or one could ignore it and allow it to suffocate under the strain of our fallen nature. Once again, it is our choice to be wheat that will be gathered into the barns or weeds that will be bundled and burned. But then something interesting happened, and we don't have it in our reading. In chapter 13, verse 36, we are told that Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. Now, presumably, this is the same house he was originally in. His disciples went with him, and it is there they asked him to explain the parable of the wheat and the weeds, just as he had earlier explained to them in private the meaning of the parable of the sower. And the Lord did. Now, what is going on here? We are getting a glimpse of the disciples being a listening church, a learning church. A church that instinctively knew that what they were being given, it would become their responsibility to give. Now, why didn't Jesus explain the meaning of the parables to the crowds? He knew they weren't ready, but his disciples were. He knew the crowds would call out for his crucifixion. Remember, Jesus is God. He knows fully well what's going on. He also knew that just as his disciples would abandon, betray him, and even deny him, they would come around. And just as he knew all those things about the crowds and his disciples, so too he knows absolutely everything about you and me. And still, he loves us. 
It is in the very nature of divine love to see beyond the failures of a person to the potential that he or she has and to give all the graces needed for that potential to blossom and bear fruit. Jesus' focus had to be on revealing the mysteries of the kingdom to his disciples so they could become the apostolic witnesses to an unbelieving world and whose testimony would be handed down through their successors, the bishops, in every generation. This is the essential mission of the church. Now, why is this important? Well, let me ask you a question. Well, how many here, first of all, are Catholics? All the Catholics, raise your hands. Okay, now here's my question. Why are you a Catholic? And please don't tell me, well, that's how I was raised. No. There are so many other things we could be doing. There are so many other religions we could possibly follow. And let me tell you, as a convert, it was so much easier to be a Protestant Christian. Been there, done that. Learned a great deal from that experience, all of which I'm grateful for. So why didn't I stay in one of the many Protestant branches of Christianity? Why do you stay in the church? Especially when it looks like it's going crazy these days. We each have a nuanced, personal way of answering, but the bottom line for every believer is really quite simple. The fullness of the truth is contained in the apostolic witness that is found only in the Catholic Church. I am a Catholic, ultimately, because I accept the grace to hold as true what was handed down from Christ to his apostles and from them to their successors, the bishops, and will continue to be handed down until Jesus returns. And may that be today. It was therefore imperative for Jesus to spend time privately teaching his disciples so they in turn could begin the long, painful, convoluted historical journey of transmitting the message of hope to one generation after another until the last generation comes into existence before judgment. In our reading... Jesus gave his disciples three additional parables in rapid-fire succession. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field, a pearl of great price, and a net thrown into the sea that collects both the good and the bad, again referring to day of judgment. Then in verse 51, he asked his disciples, do, do you understand all these things? And every time I read this, I laugh, and they say, yes. But did they? I, I, certainly they understood some things. But remember, the scriptures, most specifically the Acts of the Apostles, show us they had to struggle to become what Jesus called the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old, meaning that the apostles then, their successors today, the bishops, their future successors, must be in a constant state of listening and learning. But listening to whom? Learning from whom? The Holy Spirit whose task, according to John's gospel, is to guide the church in truth until the Lord returns. 
And just as the original apostles were not always the sharpest tools in the shed, the same is true for some of our church's leadership today. And it's true, if it will be true in every generation. I mean, I personally have dealt with some guys wearing miters that were just yahoos. But I respect their office. What matters is not their foibles, but their fidelity to the truth, even though it is conveyed by fragile earthen vessels damaged by the ravages of original sin. As long as the church must navigate through the turbulent and uncharted waters of this world, she must continue to listen to the voice of Christ, her teacher, and learn from him so she can guide us through history and ultimately to history's end, union with Christ. <laughs>